If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello. Hello and welcome to another edition of Reality NSFW's coverage of Big Brother Canada, not Big Brother Canada, Big Brother 24, excuse me. I guess I, I was reading the Big Brother Canada header and so it was just in my brain. I'm Bobby Goodsby, joined as always by my dear friend and co-host, Mr. Brent Wagamot. Brent, how are you? Doing freaking fabulous. We are eating this season let me tell you and it started so bad too which is why it's all the more delicious it's more delicious than a chicken wing in an air fryer is that really delicious by the way i want to know and is it pretty because i'm thinking julie chen's really not gonna like that but anyway hello how are you oh we are so glad to be here guys alex of course is not with us tonight we uh who cares bye going on <laughs> we we love alex we're um, gonna miss him this week but he will be back with us uh, next week, right? Hey, that's the business. That's you know. the business. We've each missed a week so far, so yes. it happens. Yeah, Thank like you guys it. for holding down the fort last week without me. I was moving into my new condo, finally out of my in-law's house. So into our new condo. So very happy to be here with you guys and happy to bring you an amazing week. I missed an amazing week last week, and now we get a just as good week this week. You really week. did. So break, break it all down. Well, no. Us. I feel like, no, we should talk to you first. You missed last week, and now you're seeing the results of it tonight. We saw the results of it last eviction night. So, you know, what, like, were you able to, I'm sure you were able to watch it. What yeah. were you doing when you saw that the plan works last week, that the, we had an actual freaking blindside, double blindside if you count the veto meeting, and somehow no one found out about the plan to evict Amira. Like, there was no James from... BB-17 in the house, like, like yes. for real, for real, like a blindside went through and we got to see the results of it with Nicole, her mouth agape, people crying. It was fabulous. What did you think? 
I was so beyond ecstatic when I watched the feeds last week and watched the formation of the leftovers happen. Like this whole month has been a crazy month for me in my personal life with moving and all that. And I actually got to sit down and watch that happen live. And I was jumping for joy that this was going to happen, that something was going to happen, that the people were going to represent Taylor and help get her past all the bullying, all the shitty people in this house, making fun of her constantly. And they were going to help keep her alive and basically turn the tides and get this house in a different direction and keep her, you know, on the right side of the, the boat every single week. And I was just beyond thrilled. The one thing I was bummed about was that I was moving and wasn't able to talk about it. I was like, I yeah. told my fiance, I was like, Andy, of all weeks for us to move, it has to be this week. Really? Like I was so bummed, but I'm happy to be here. I'm so glad we got the blind side last week. I was jumping for joy when I got to watch it after that night. I missed the podcast. I didn't get to watch it until after the fact because I didn't want to be spoiled. I wanted to see it right. for my own self, and I couldn't have been happier. Now, this week, I was a little bummed. Not as much of a blind side, but we did get out probably my most hated house guest in, in a while in Nicole this week. Yes, we did. Um, so I will say this, that I was very pleased with how this week went, especially the last 48 hours, because you know what? Girls, boys, people that are not sure, uh, we saw a blindside last week, okay? We got to eat really good blindside deliciousness last week through the veto meeting and then at eviction night, okay? I like because because I was in this position last week where I was hoping that they found out. I was hoping Amira or Nicole or Daniel, somebody found out about Amira being blindsided or possibly being blindsided so that they would scurry and we'd get really good feeds. But instead we got it was like um, it was like. Oh, that's uh, well, you know, it's reality NSFW. It was like a pump and dump, okay? Like if you're if you're if you're a sexually active person, you know what a pump and dump is. If you're a gay man, <laughs> pump and dump means you walk in, you fuck, you get it over with. Bye. It's literally all done in like five minutes, okay? I've done many of them in my time. Let me just say. But tonight we made love to Big Brother. No pump and dump tonight. All this week we got people scurrying. Nicole slowly realizing, oh my God, I made a mistake. Daniel realizing that he has made a preposterous mistake in choosing to backdoor his best friend in the house and really the only person he could truly, really trust in the house. And it was just glorious to watch over the past 24 to 48 hours when the leftovers started to trickle out that maybe we might want to evict Nicole here. Maybe that might be better for us. And they and they really worked to make sure it was basically a unanimous vote. And they got their wish. It was really stunning to watch and how all these people are behind Taylor. I will so like let's I'm gonna try to it, it was amazing to watch. I, I I do have something to say about Taylor continually sitting on the block and being a pawn and being isolated from the alliance. I don't love that, but we can talk about that. Put a pin in that for just a moment because we're going to talk about like the game as it stands. It is just really, really exciting to watch people who realize that they were on the bottom, who realize they didn't have control of the house, to rise up all together and say, no, sir, no more. And they have done it. And it is like it is just great to see. Uh, I am psyched for where this week, I'm actually, I will say, I, this is a hot take, okay? I, if he wasn't such a horrible person, but even then he's such, like, even though, though he's such a horrible person and really, really like a total downer, 
I kind of am rooting for a Daniel HOH tonight. I, I really kind of am. And and the reason I am is because he he can't do anything with it. The, the, he, the, the way the twist is shaking out, he really can't do anything with it. The worst thing that could happen would be Brittany and Michael end up on the block at the end of at the end of the week. That would be the worst thing for the leftovers. But he, you know, he can't get Taylor because obviously the leftovers would would evict in Indy or Alyssa. I think Indy at this point, the way Alyssa is playing well, I should say, and Indy is being such a total cunt to everybody. Like that, I mean, that is the T. She has just been awful to Taylor yeah. and to a lot of people in the house. She is not rubbing people the right way. And he he might and I know that Daniel's actually pissed at Monty. And Joseph right now. So he might try to put Monty and Joseph with Terrence on the block as a threesome. I, I think that would be really, really intriguing because you're, you know, like, I'll just, again, put a pin in it. You're telling me that they're not going to take their chance to evict somebody like Monty. I want to talk about that if they would really actually evict Terrence. But it would be a more exciting week if we get, like, I don't know, a, let's say we get a Michael HOH tonight. I mean, you know, the week is pretty much done. I mean, it's 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 Daniel, and you're going on the block with Kyle, and Kyle's going to hate that, but he's going to have to sit on the block. And if they win the veto, then it's going to be Alyssa and Indy. Like, I mean, look, there'll be very little gameplay, but if Daniel wins HOH tonight, I feel like there will be a lot of gameplay. Also, like, you know, if uh, somebody like Indy or Alyssa wins HOH, what would they do with it? A lot of things to talk about possibilities going forward. Not everybody yeah. is totally protected. Yeah, see, I disagree with you. I am finally not in my in-law's house anymore, so I can say how I really feel. Fuck Daniel. Get him out of this house. I am tired of seeing him on my television screen. I I'm know. tired of that. I know there is that throwing, throwing around his, you know, his un, yeah. his bad biases and just terrible sense of opinion on things that are absolutely asinine and not worthy of being on my television screen. So I want his ass out of there. I understand what you're saying gameplay wise but get that piece of shit out and then let's move on and let's see something different but no for now we got evil number one out of the house let's get evil number two out of the house and then jasmine's asking to leave here soon too but besides that i get what you're saying i totally understand from you okay okay all good all good we can disagree on this one yeah like i mean from a gameplay perspective i think it's best for daniel to stay in the house from a audience viewing perspective, from a moral perspective, of course, I want Elvis to leave the building. Hi, Dakri. I, <laughs> I stole that from you, and I'm keeping it. But yes, oh. like for real, I, I'm with you on both points. But I, I, I really don't think there's a bad outcome for this HOH because either the leftovers get control, and Daniel's probably going home, which will be fantastic, and you know he will try to stay. Or and did, and did, you, did you see how bitter he was at the end of the episode it was, that was just, the best was, part of the episode i was that drinking i was just drinking those tears i mean there were no tears but i was drinking them anyway like it was just glorious to watch like but for real there's no bad outcome because if if leftovers win we know what's going to happen if indy Alyssa, jasmine or daniel wins hoh that's going to be very, very interesting to try to keep their target away. You know, the leftovers are going to try to bend that target away from Brittany and Michael. Daniel has been saying that Michael's going to win the game. Like da Daniel has been absolutely like slaughtering Michael's chances of winning the game by saying that Michael is going to win the game. I don't know if you saw him earlier today, but Daniel was going around telling everybody that Michael was going to win the game. And if he was a juror, he would vote for him to win, which of course I'm sure Michael is absolutely saying to himself, shut the fuck up already. Yeah. Michael's not the cause of his problems. He's really not. 
Like, yeah. I mean, Michael had no power in this game until the leftovers came into being. So, like, Daniel, aim your aim your little dick elsewhere and and try to shoot at somebody else. But uh, not my boy Michael and not Brittany. Brittany, uh, I'm kind of again stream of consciousness. Brent, this is how I podcast. Uh, Brittany has really improved as a player. She's not as chatty as she used to be. She's not as uh, loose lipped. Loose lips sink ships, Brittany, and she seems to realize that. She's not sharing quite as much of her information with everybody else. I think she got in the house the first week or so, was so excited to play, was so excited to try to fit in. She blabbed a lot, but as time has gone on, I have grown to trust her. Out of everybody who is a possible, you know, somebody to take Taylor for, forward in the game, I would put Brittany as like a close number two to Joseph. Like uh, she's, she's really shining into a good possibility if you're a Taylor fan, as I am. Anyway, but tonight was just, uh, it was stunning to watch because everything, like the way it, this week happened, just to back up, you know, the Alliance finally talked Kyle into leaving the nominations the same, which was intriguing to watch. I was certain that he would somehow convince them to use the veto and save his showmans, nomans, whatever the hell they are. But he really didn't push back too hard. He was willing to leave the nominations the same and blindside Alyssa, which would have been great to watch. But then his bestie buddy, and if I never have to see a bestie after this week ever again, I'll be so excited about it. But his bestie buddy, Daniel, like they totally misread the situation. I will say this for Nicole. Nicole con con constantly said two things to us at home. Number one, she's 41 years old. Number two, she's a cop. Okay. She knows when people are lying. Okay. The thing about Monty Nicole, he was lying to you. You were correct in sensing that, but he wasn't lying to you about you staying off the block. He was lying to you about the fact that there was something else going on that he didn't want to tell you and he couldn't tell you about that being the leftovers. So, like, it's just comical the way this would happen. Like, they're literally trying to throw them a lifeline saying, no, no, no. Like, I think N Nicole might be in danger. And Daniel, being a super fan, is, like, overthinking it. And by the way, I'm going to revoke his super fan card because earlier today... He said that Nicole Franzel won Big Brother by by winning a battle back. Like he totally combined Nicole Franzel's seasons by saying that she won the battle back and won the game in the same season. I'm like, girl, that's not how it happened. Anyway, but so he's not really a super fan. But God damn it, he was trying to put two and two together. He thought that Monty was trying to play him. And Monty is trying to play him, but not about what you think he was trying to play you about. And the fact that Daniel used the veto to save Kyle's showmance, to put Kyle in a more advantageous position in the game, and yet weaken his own position in the game was just glorious. I don't know how to say it other than that. I loved how bitter Daniel was tonight after the episode. Everything we got to see, that was the raw big brother yep. that we loved. That was something that wasn't scripted. It's not some diary room session that he has to say how pissed off he is. No, he was actually pissed off. Pissed. Mad, pissed. pissed. Yes. Just absolutely furious at the pace of this game and that already writing himself off as someone who's going to go home next. And I mean, I would love that Daniel, but let's, let's go back a couple weeks to Daniel week one, trying to get out. Michael says he could be the only super fan doesn't work. Then he gets, tries to go after Taylor says, can't stand her. She's not good for his mental health. Boom. Doesn't get her out either. Now, here we are. Oh, we're going to definitely save Nicole, and they're not going to even see it coming. you got to be smarter than this. People aren't going to see this. We're going to totally sleep by and totally pull one fast one on them. Nicole goes home. This guy has to go down as one of the most delusional, horrible players 
and just a terrible all-around person when it comes to treating people with the utmost respect. I want him out of there. I'm done. You're a terrible game player. There's nothing about you that's redeemable except for maybe your Elvis routine on a Tuesday night when there's nothing else to do. So thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. I totally co-sign that. I will retweet that clip. That is glorious to listen to. I think you have the right take on Daniel. Uh, so let's also back up and let's go over the plan. Not too far back. Let's go up like, just yes. a couple of days to, the, to their decision. Nicole and Daniel both were on board for this. Remember, Nicole was happy to go on the block to use the veto. Okay, let's, let's review class. They just got blindsided by the House in the eviction vote. Didn't know what the hell happened. How did that happen? Who caused that? What was the, what was the impetus for that switch to happen? Never really got the answer on that. And before that, they were blindsided by Turner not putting Nicole and Taylor on the block. Instead, he put Amira and Terrence on the block. Blindsided twice. And you're telling me that three days after you were blindsided for the second time, you want to walk into a scenario where you play – He's basically, he's playing the game, I'm smarter than everybody else, because Daniel always thinks he's smarter than everybody else, okay? So he's playing the game where he can backdoor his own bestie, his real bestie, not his fake bestie, but his real, real bestie in the game, his final two, the Rugrats, Nicole, put her on the block with Taylor and get the house to do what he wants, which is get Taylor out and play it very cute. And if you listen to the way they recount this, and this I, I tweeted this out, how ridiculous this was, they talk about, okay, so if the girls from last week, Indy, Alyssa, and Jasmine, plus me, plus Terrence, if we can convince him, plus Kyle. And Kyle voted against you last week and didn't even tell Alyssa. These are the votes that they thought they had going yeah. into. And, of course, now Monty's saying he'll keep, but he's not. he doesn't even get to vote unless there's a tie. So you're telling me that it's like, basically, in their minds, it was always six to four at best maybe seven to three. And I know no one was telling Nicole to her face early on, but you have to think that these people that fucked you over just three days ago are willing to fuck you over again. Like, did you not consider that? It was just boggling to me that they were yeah. willing to, like, if I was in their position and I had a best, like a, a best, I'm gonna stop, stop saying bestie because it's confusing with the, like the literal besties in the house. But like, <laughs> if, I, if I had a best friend in the house that I, I was ride or die with, Come rain or come shine. And I'm trying to I'm trying to think about the how how I would play this. But I, I the one thing I know is I would not put them on the block after I just got shook by the house. And I really don't even know what happened. Like even if people are telling me to my face, yeah. I would just, you know, because the thing about Big Brother is this. If if he would just not have used that veto, it weakens Kyle's position in the game. Alyssa probably goes home in that scenario, okay? Nicole is still in the house. Who knows what happens with HOH next week? Maybe they both make jury. I know people don't want to hear that, but maybe they do. Maybe they make jury. At that point, the twist ends. I'm convinced that the twist is going to end next week when jury starts because it's been three weeks. And uh, at that point, anything can happen. You win HOH, you can and you can name any two nominees you want. You can flip the house. Like anything can happen in Big Brother when the right people realize that they're on the bottom and they decide to do something about it with the knowledge that they have. And the fact that you are willing to risk your game by sitting on the block on eviction night, 
is just preposterous to me. Like, Nicole, like, do you even listen to yourself? You don't even know what happened last week. And like 24 hours before this on Sunday, she was saying, I can't go on the block. I know I'll go home. All of a sudden, 12 hours later, she's fine with Daniel putting her up and is even encouraging him to use the veto so she gets back to work. I just, I, I just don't know where the audacity comes from with these two. It is, it is just, it is alarming uh, to watch as a fan of the show and as somebody who was rooting against them, it was glorious to see. Yeah, I can't even say anything against what you just said. Everything right there was spot on. Now, the only thing I can say is I, I wasn't able to talk about this last week, but let's go back. And we all know this twist is absolutely god-awful. It's probably one of the worst twists that production has ever had for a Big Brother season. They yep. lucked, and with the capital L, into a likable alliance forming and turning the tides to make this even bearable. because. If the other side of the house would have got what they wanted and stuck together, this season would be over. It would probably be the worst I, I, for a season of all time. I concur. I, 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 girls, boys, I would have said peace out. I really would have because I was this close to it anyway. I was this I close to it. I, I needed the last two weeks because I have just been so down on Big Brother lately. Big Brother USA specifically. Big Brother Canada has been giving me what I want. But Big Brother USA, it's where it's at. It's where it's at, guys. Mm -hmm. And it just pisses me off that I haven't been getting that. All-Stars was a total fucking dud. And mm -hmm. I love watching the cookout. And that was so important to see. But the gameplay, especially like the final seven, final six gameplay, like the writing was on the wall. We knew X was going to win. Like it's just, I, I needed something more. Okay. I needed people. And I, and, 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 and I know we, I know we rant about it and I know we rave about it, but I needed to see some people being nasty to each other. I'm sorry. You're fighting for uh, like three quarters of a million dollars. I'd be a little nasty too. If someone took it away from me, the fact that everybody was just fine with it last year, or at least up until they played the challenge and said they wanted revenge. Mm -mm, yeah. I see you out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But like I said, I want to see people who are pissed, who are totally self-interested, who are pissed and god-awful mad when they get their chance for money and a win taken away from them. And I'm getting that this season, and it's so great. And I'm just – like all the things that had to happen, number one, for, for Paloma to just eject herself week one and yeah. save Taylor. I mean, that was – like where did that come from? I mean, I know yeah. it happened. I'm just saying like, wow, if that doesn't happen – and then fast forward to this twist being literally god-awful, so god-awful that Taryn Armstrong himself was imploring people to write to CBS, to tell them, to tweet them, to tell like, this is... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This twist is terrible and it just lets the Alliance do whatever they want. But all of a sudden, I don't hear anybody complaining about the twist anymore because we're totally getting what we want and all of our favorites are totally insulated because post-pack evaporated, the leftovers rose up and now we're eating well. So there you go. This is what happens when you get too many recruits in a house. Now, I'm not saying it wouldn't be this way with super fans if you had a whole house full of super fans. We don't know because Big Brother US refuses to show us that. But we've seen what happens with Big Brother Canada and what super fans can do in the house. When you just get a house full of recruits, pump them full of Big Brother 16 and put them in there and say, hey, have at it. It's not going to create good TV. Honestly, I think at this point, we just need to restructure the entire tool set. We need to go take out the production team. Let's start over. Let's get some fresh faces in there who have some fresh ideas and maybe a, you know, a sense to try to salvage a show that many millions and millions of people love and value and spend their whole summers waiting to watch the episodes. And instead, you give us these bunch of these recruits that are terrible human beings that don't realize that they're being watched 24-7, so their bad biases come out on screen. And and just try to feed us it that this is a great summer show, family show for people to watch with their kids. Absolutely not. This is getting ridiculous. It's turning into a mockery. And thank God we have Big Brother Canada. Shit, we almost lost Big Brother Canada a couple of years ago because they didn't want to keep it on the screens. But us, the fans, begged for it back. And guess what? The, the company listened and they gave it to us and they gave us what we wanted to see. And now you've got someone like Arissa Cox who actually listens to the fans and throws out her opinions that she has some kind of say and says, here, this is what you guys want. This is what you get. And then look what we got last season. We got a Big Brother Canada season that is one for the record books, one of the best seasons of all time in any Big Brother season ever. And then you go and we go, okay, what well, we're going to get Big Brother US. This is the cream of the crop. Here we go. And this is the shit over and over and over again. It's like a bad relationship. It's like you keep saying, yeah, he's bad for me. I know he's bad for me, but he, you know, I just think he really has a heart of gold in there somewhere. And you go back to him and you go back to him and it's the same shit over and over and over again. You keep going back expecting a different result and you don't get it. That's what this feels like. And I'm tired of it. I think that CBS really needs to look themselves in the mirror. Survivor's doing great. Big Brother Canada is doing great, but Big Brother US is really suffering when we see this year in and year out with just the same boring gameplay, same recruit bullshit, and honestly, the same horrible biases that come into this house because they don't know what the hell game they're playing. So with that being said, I so, just I just think they need a change. I concur. Uh, so let me say this. I understand that they have to recruit in order to diversify the cast. Maybe that is necessary some of the time. But I don't know how it is that Big Brother Canada is in the same boat. They have held themselves to the highest standard currently held by any of these reality shows where they're saying at least 50% of our cast is going to be BIPOC. That's, uh, uh, sorry, Black, Indigenous, or person of color. That is what they want, okay? But Canada is 
such a smaller place than the United States of America. And somehow Arissa Cox and everybody don't have any trouble coming up with an entire cast of 14 to 16 people with definitely over 50% BIPOC. And yet the gameplay was ecstatic last season. It was really, really phenomenal. Very few duds in the house, okay? People that are fans of the show, I don't know how it is you have a pool that is this big. I'm sorry, I'm using my hands and, and where you can't see me, but I do it all the time. Absolutely too. massive in the United States, and you can't find 16 people with a diverse cast who really know the game and want to play it like we want it played. I, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm boggled. I, I, I really am. I don't, I just don't understand why that is. I, I don't know if you saw Terrence, who's basically like I, Terrence is not a, a terrible human being. Terrence. Terrence is a follower. He's following wherever the power is in the house. So if you hear if you hear Terrence say something bad about Taylor, even though she's shown him no reason to distrust him, it's because he's a follower. If he thinks mm -hmm. the people are evicting Taylor, he's gonna say, "I think we should evict Taylor." I've seen very few times have I seen him disagree with the people in the room. In fact, I don't think he ever has. Not that that's a good way to play Big Brother, but you can argue against it. Maybe take another look at something. But he just like he 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 read. He, he retweets the same uh, tired list of things we've heard about Taylor when he's talking to, you know, Indy or Alyssa. But then when he talks to Monty or Joseph, he says other things. So he, again, he's not somebody I want to be held. I want to be held up as a standard, but he did say on the feeds about four or five days ago and it caught the feeds cut it off right when he said this, he said, so if there are so many people who want to play this game, why are you all recruiting all of these people? Like I was like that. That's what he said on on the feeds, and they literally they literally cut the cord right when he said that. And I'm yeah, sure he got a talking to by production. But yeah, like <laughs> if you're if if so many people want to play, why are you recruiting all these people? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. it's insane. It's it's absolutely crazy to me. But hey, we'll move on from that. Um, another thing I want to talk about. And I told people in the comments on our very first week uh, when we were breaking down the cast. I was hard on a couple of people, and one mainly in particular. Yes, we were. We were. We were. We, we were, were hard on people. <laughs> I still, I still think what he did in the Mr. Beast situation was wrong. And who knows the whole sister thing? Yeah, that was information we were getting, but who knows? It could have been her. It's when you're hearing one side of the conversation, you don't know. I only motivated my feelings by what I saw in the Mr. Beast situation, and I didn't like it. Having said that. I didn't get to say, I told everyone in the comments that if I, you know, want to recant something and make up for it, I will. What he said in that renom situation last week where he took uh, or didn't put Taylor up and said, you know, the bullying is now that he's the youngest in the house and that he shouldn't be the one stepping up to do this, but he is and that he's not perfect. I, honestly, I was at a loss for words. He said everything that. I think us as a community wanted to say, but can't say because we're not in the house. And also just something that we want them to say in the house, but we never get. Like this is someone playing a game and standing up for what's right and actually doing a very good job of the way he said it and really displayed it in the house. And I have to say, I'm very impressed with that. Like, I don't think he's the best player in the world. I don't think he might not even be the best human in the world, but he'd admit that too. 
So I just have to give him credit where credit is due and say, listen, I tip my cap to him for what he said and how he stuck up for Taylor. I think it was absolutely admirable. And I, I'm honestly glad to see it. I'm glad I was wrong. I am too. So uh, during our preview or after the after the uh, the first episode of the season, I got some pushback because I called Turner ugly as fuck. I, I said he was ugly as fuck. How the hell do they find somebody who looks like this and cast somebody like this? Uh, you can go, you guys can just like throw tomatoes at me for that one and and, <laughs> and dump water on me. Uh, I I was in error. I got that one wrong. Uh, Turner, uh, even though I wouldn't fuck him. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't care that I wouldn't fuck him. Uh, he is a really fun guy. I am so, I, I, you could have told me after night one that Turner would be the most likable male left in the house at, at the end of week four. Yeah. I would have been like, my mind would have been boggled. Like, I don't know how it is that Turner is such a deliciously fun human being. He's just really, really fun. And I guess that's what production saw in him. I got this one wrong. I own my shit. Sorry about that, Turner. You're actually a really lovely human being. Uh, it was. I echo what you said about what he has said, but I will also add what he has done. He is just a livelier presence in the house than I thought he was going to be. I will say the first week he was kind of just doing nothing. There were times where I saw updates and I didn't even see him mentioned. So it took him a while to get into the game, but now he's in the game. He's found his footing. He trusts some people. He's opened up a little bit. And gosh, it is just wonderful to watch him uh we can talk about the muffin man if we want to but uh, i feel like we should leave that toward the end because that's more fun um but uh just suffice it to say that turner do not let me forget to talk about muffin gate but to, yeah. like to, suffice it to say turner has really had a complete turnaround for me i'm actually rooting for him either him and taylor final two or um joseph and taylor final two like, I want those three people are probably my, my three favorite people in the house. Michael, probably a fourth. You know, I still like I still don't feel like I know Michael yet. That's the thing. Michael's yeah. such a super fan that he that he's not let his hair down and just, yeah. you know, sort of like exposed himself. Not in that way, but exposed himself to us at home. So we know who you are. And I again, that's why I'm taking back Daniel's super fan card, because if he was a super fan, he would know not to say about someone who's an underdog in the house that they are not a good person. When he said that about Taylor, that she is not a good person. You, you like, if you're a super fan, you know not to say shit like that. Like, I don't care yeah. who I hated in the house. I would never accuse them personally of being yeah. an awful human being, of being evil. And that's what he's done in the house. And it's just, and isolating something. It's so funny watching him on the feeds now. Feeds, I don't know, I don't know if feeds are back, but up until the end of the episode, he he he's and even up 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 through uh, a couple hours until eviction because you know he knew that that Nicole was going home and he knew he was gonna he knew it was probably gonna be a nine to zero nine to one vote. He was moping around like, oh, send me home now. I guess I'm next. This sucks. You you guys yeah. can't all share the check. We saw that on the episode. Yeah, and I'm like, you're people are doing to you what you did to Taylor. Yeah, yeah. and doesn't feel it, good. Doesn't great. It's great mm -hmm. to see. Yeah, it really is. I, I, just, it, I don't really have any sympathy for him. No, and as no one should. Like, I, I just love, you know, there's always that point in the season where we just wanted to turn around and let the person that's being the shittiest to other people or the shittiest person in the house eat crow. 
and just really get the tables turned against them. A lot of times it doesn't work out for us. A lot of times the majority of lives ever together and we don't get that, that sweet juicy moment, maybe at the end, but by then it's just, they're eating their own. And it's kind of like, whatever, you know, who's the best of the worst. This is, we got that this season. That's what I love about this. Like, I was so worried. I was so worried that this season was going to suck, that we're going to go down that hole that we're used to. But thank God for the leftovers yeah. and that they were able to turn this around. And guess what, buddy? Give you a piece of your own medicine. By now, you have to eat the humble pie and realize, oh, shit, your shit don't stink. And you're probably going to be going home. So, bye. Yep, and he knows um, it. And he knows it, too. He knows he has to win a competition or he's out. If he doesn't win HOH if or if Kyle somehow – if if he, his three his three ways for safety, Kyle wins HOH and by default he's safe as the bestie. Daniel wins HOH, which of course he's rooting for, or Daniel wins the veto. Those are the three ways that he is safe. If that if those three ways don't happen, I just don't see how. Perhaps maybe whoever wins HOH from the leftovers, if they win if they win HOH, puts like Indy, Alyssa, Taylor on the block again. Uh, maybe that happens because they want to backdoor Daniel and don't even give him the chance at the veto. But then maybe, maybe uh, something happens where actually that could, uh, the way the, the I was th- I was thinking maybe that the, the veto could be frozen, but that can't happen because of the way the veto twist works now with the bestie twist. If one person in that set of people wants to use the veto, the veto is used. So even if Daniel won the veto. I guess he would, ha- he would have to be, he would, in order for him, something weird to happen, it, he would have to be like drawn for the veto, win the veto, use it on India, Alyssa, and Taylor, and then somebody else would go up. But that would presumably be like, you know, Turner and Jasmine, Jasmine goes home or something like that. So, like, there, there's very little room for error here for Daniel. Yeah, absolutely. And just to go back for one last thing. I just we didn't get to talk about it because we only do this podcast once a week. What were your thoughts on the most insane episode of Big Brother Television I think I've ever witnessed, which was last night's veto episode where they're all on drugs playing in a veto competition? I couldn't believe that Big Brother was this is a family show. And they're talking about psychedelics and doing drugs. And it just made no sense to me. I just have to get your opinion on this crazy batshit episode that they put on my television screen. Um, Like, just, like, I, I don't even understand Big Brother at this point. But I I, I do know that there's, there's William Yelton, I believe is his name, who worked on uh, some of the story producing for the episode last night. And, you know, like, you're... It, I, uh, something's in the water. Like you're going to get something new and interesting on Big Brother when you see something like that. Like uh, I don't know who thinks of these challenges, who thinks of these storyboards, because they, they literally storyboard out, you know, like what they're going to show on the episode. But I, it, it's definitely new blood. I know there's not new blood at the top top, and I know there's not really new blood in casting. It's still the same kind of group of people, even though Robin has taken a little season off. But basically, like this, the editing team is different and the competition is a little different so even though it's kind of crazy i like that it's different even though it's crazy does that make sense don't get me wrong (laughs) it was something to watch and was something different i just couldn't believe they went there and honestly (laughs) i did not understand the competition was going on when we first saw the first screen pop up and it's daniel's character and he's explaining like 
okay, this is weird, but it's like them having him explain the competition. No, we're full bore in the competition at this point. We're seeing everything they see, but like we never get to see how they see the screen. We don't know mm-hmm. if they all see one yeah. screen at the same time. It was insane. Like I was like, oh wait, we're starting because each one of them uh-huh. is breaking this down. I yeah. I was at a loss for a while. I mean, you know, that. like like in life, there are some hits and there are some misses, and uh, you know, oh well, that's all I can say to that one. You know, like I think that that was a bit of a miss for me. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know what? Luckily, we're eating so well this season. I did. I don't even give it a second thought. I'm literally, I'm literally excited. By the way, I want to go back to something I said. Um, you know, again, I might get pushed back for this, but I I called India cunt, and uh, I, I'm sorry she deserves it because she is so filled with hatred for Taylor. Okay. Uh, she can't even see straight. And like half of her embarrassment from uh, last Thursday was being left out of the vote. But the other half was the fact that Taylor knew about it. Now, of course, I know there were some other people, Jasmine, Alyssa, who also felt that way. But if you listen to what Indy was saying over the past 24 hours, when she's realizing that Nicole's going home, Taylor's going to stay. Like, I don't know what it is about this girl talking about Indy, but she just has an innate dislike that is so rooted in something that is not game that I cannot put my finger on it. Other people can say what it is. I don't know what it is because I can't see her heart, but girl, like she needs to tone down some of the hatred for Taylor. You would think going on to, again, she's a recruit. What am I saying? Like, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like you would think that you would know not to say this about somebody, but the way she speaks about Taylor it's like it's a personal offense to her that Taylor is going to remain in the game. And I don't understand yeah. how she can't hear herself. I, I, I will say that it's so delicious. I've been using that word a lot tonight. Sorry. So it's so festive watching uh, Taylor join Indy and Alyssa. And, you know, on that live episode, Indy and Alyssa knew it was going to happen. And Indy knew the camera was on her. And go, let me just tell you, yeah. when Taylor joined them, she was already smiling, like, oh, yay, yay, join us. Come over here, girl. But you know inside, she's just, she's like Daniel. She is, if anybody wanted to save Nicole, it was Indy and Daniel. She is seething right now. She is so fucking pissed that Taylor's in the game. Oh, I can't wait to, like, if, I, I, I think it'd be glorious for an Indy HOH because she can't even target Taylor. So, you know, <laughs> you know, just eating all the way around. I'm, I'm not yeah. going, I, there are times where I backtrack on something and I say, you know, I got that one wrong. I think for the way Indy has acted this week with what she said about Taylor and how vicious and mean she's been, she deserves to be called a cunt. I'm, I'm okay with that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah yep. this one from casting was, uh, was a swing and a big miss uh, in casting for this season. She just... You know, they thought they were going to get this firecracker that was full of life. And, Me too. Yeah, fun person to watch, like an Abby Maria 2.0. Not at all. She is just not – how do I even put this into words? She's like Terrence where she's a follower and she's doing what other people do, but she's always like three days behind. So people could have a totally different opinion and she'll walk into the room holding the same opinion that she thought was the popular one a few days ago. And then it turns out that's not the oh okay yeah 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 that's how we feel now I get it yeah screw Taylor yeah people you know, like, people have gotten off the Taylor hate train and she doesn't she didn't get the memo 
Yeah, uh, she doesn't exactly. know that, that, that that's not a thing anymore. So her going around you know, spilling vicious comments about Taylor and vilifying her doesn't do her any good in the game. And I, I say I would love to look at the multiverse where Daniel does not use the veto. Alyssa yeah. and Indy remain on the block. I bet you dollars to donuts. Indy is the one evicted I think so too. a few hours ago. I think that even I, I'm sure Michael would have been pushing against it, but I think that a lot of people would just have been so, like, she would have been so terrible that they would just had to evict Indy. But again, we, we didn't get to see that, but I'm sure we will in the future. I mean, and if that would have happened, we would have got more Alyssa and Kyle love segments that we need on our TV. Oh, that was so wasted. As if four segments of this shit isn't isn't enough. We needed more. I can't. That's what I'm mad about with Kyle the most. It's not that he decided to get his dick off, which fine, whatever. Okay, like you know, we do that. Okay, not I'm not mad at Alyssa for trying to create a little TV time for herself and get some dick for her. Good for her. He's a hot guy. I'd like to get it too. Just saying. But the fact that they're in a goddamn showman's means that we have to listen to it from Julie Chen and the announcer guy who talks about it. And this show is going to beat it into the fucking ground. And I can't fucking stand that. I thought we were in the clear. No showman's. Kyle said no showman's. And now he's in a fucking showman's with Alyssa and thinking with the wrong head. And you know it and I know it. That's exactly what's happening with him. I saw Rockstar, of all people. Rockstar, God bless her, I love her. Queen, love her. I'm just saying, of all people, I love that she was going in on Kyle like this. She said, Kyle just needs to go in the fucking shower. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Release some tension and get his fucking other head back in the game. And that's exactly what he needed to do. But unfortunately, that's not the head that's running the game right now. I will just say, thank God that head was not in control of the vote tonight because he might have done exactly what Alyssa wanted him to do. We got we got a little lucky in that, for those of you who do not watch the feeds, Nicole really, Nicole really lit into Alyssa earlier today. So there was no chance that Alyssa was going to vote to save Nicole. Yeah. So we, you know, we had that vote locked down. But still, if they were better players... I feel like I would have been more more worried about Kyle and his vote. There's three main things that production for the TV viewing audience that they want us to know. And number one is the the fall and rise of Taylor. The love story, love whatever that they want for Kyle and Alyssa and where that's going. Oh, and that Kyle's a Mormon. So any sex talk is like, oh, my God, he's talking about sex. We have to bring this up. Oh, no, look. They're talking about his boner in the shower. Like, we have to talk, talk about this. Gross. 
Once again, like, I can talk about his. I can talk about his boner, but the show cannot. Okay. Yeah. They talk about how they have to be in a cold shower. He's like, I can't get out of here. What do you think it's implying? And then number three is every time we see, um, oh my gosh, why, why am I, Scooter, why am I blanking on her name right Jasmine. now? Jasmine. Jasmine. Every time we see Jasmine, we have to have a sound effect or a stupid accent that is boink, not boink, true boink. of her. It's uh-huh, I'm over I know. It. Those are the three storylines they constantly show and, and throw it in our face. Everyone hating Taylor, all that. It's like, Please come up with something else. So beyond okay. all that, so let's let's to look, stop right there. Let's take yeah. point number one: the storyboard of everybody hating on Taylor. That is reflecting of the fact that the alliance has not exposed themselves, and they want to continually make Taylor look like the pawn, i.e., the girl who's going to go home, i.e., the person you put up, making her look isolated to the rest of the house, so that their alliance is covered. However. That is taking its toll on Taylor. You saw it in the diary room. I have to say, at the end of the episode last night and then at the beginning of the episode tonight, watching Taylor cry in the diary room about the fact that she was totally blindsided, didn't know that this was coming, didn't know that Daniel was going to use the veto. Are you reading something? Are you reading something amazing that I'm missing? I, I, sorry, I'm, like, I'm looking at you going, like, looking really hard at the comments. Like, what am I missing in the comments? Oh, no, but, I was uh, just trying no, to find no, no. a comment earlier. Okay, okay, no worries. I saw you like, I'm like, whoa, I missed a comment about something spicy. But anyway, yes, uh, man, like Taylor being isolated has been part of their strategy for the leftovers, okay? Um, Go go ahead, continue to look for the comment, by the way. Uh, I got it. but, But my God, like put the girl through enough by now. Okay, can we like she wasn't lying when she was on the block and said like, haha, like give me a week off, guys. Like, girl, like she needs a week off. I know that people on on Twitter are are being pissed about this, and and I, like from a game perspective, I am also pissed about it because I feel like it's it's worn itself out that two weeks in a row where Taylor has been saved. You cannot pre- continue to pretend that you want Taylor out of the house. I feel like they yeah. need to just embrace themselves. Like this is who I, I'm working with. I trust her. She's a good girl. Like some positive stuff needs to be said about Taylor. People need to realize she's a player in the game. And I love it that she had that fucking speech tonight, which we haven't even yes. talked about yet. Yes. She had that fucking speech tonight where she laid into Nicole, but she was classy as fuck. I could never, okay? I could never <laughs> be as good as what Taylor did tonight because I would I would be so classless. But oh my God, Taylor was so classy and so amazing, but yet she literally tore Nicole a new asshole in doing so. And it was so glorious to watch. Uh, I, 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 like, I don't know how you marry that much niceties with brutality, but Taylor did that in her eviction speech. And it was so amazing to watch. Mwah! Chef's kiss. Daniel Bitter at the end. Mwah! Chef's kiss. Like, we got everything we wanted from this. And it was great to watch. Up, like, even up until the eviction episode, we got to watch all these people scurrying about and moaning and groaning about how, you know, what are our favorite words, class? It's so unfair. This sucks. They're all followers. They're all sheep. Anytime people don't get their way, that's exactly what they say. Everyone's, this is so unfair. They're all followers. That's exactly what they say. And then Daniel's thing about not, you can't all share the check. Like, I think I've I've heard those words like a thousand times from other people. Like, bitch, just because they're playing, they're not playing your game doesn't mean that they're going to fucking try to split the check. Okay? Like, seriously. Like, save that fucking bullshit. But for real, I am tired of Taylor being the pawn. I am tired of Taylor having to specifically isolate herself 
for the benefit of other people's games. I'm actually, if I'm not rooting for a Daniel HOH tonight because you think he's a horrible person and he is a horrible person, then you know what? I wanted, I want a Taylor HOH tonight. That's what I want. Yeah. I need my girl yeah. to take some power in this fucking game and do what the fuck she wants to do. That's what I want. And I want some people to leave her the fuck alone and treat her like a player in the game and not just a token to be moved around the board. That is what I want for Taylor. So that's number one. What was number two again? The showman's. Look, I'm not going to hate on Kyle. It's actually good for his game to have a little bit of a showman with Alyssa. It gives him options. That's what other people don't have in the game right now is options, okay? I'm not hating on Kyle for trying to keep Alyssa. I'm hating on him from a perspective of wanting to create a side alliance that might include Alyssa that also has Brittany and Michael that also has Turner. And oh, by the way, who doesn't it have? It doesn't have Monty. It doesn't have Joseph. And it doesn't have Taylor because he says that those three people are explosive. What do those three people have in common? They're all people of color class. And he says, Taylor is explosive. Okay. Now look, I, those of you out there, I know we have people from all across the spectrum watching this podcast. I will just say this, that there are times when I'm reading Twitter and I think people go overboard with classifying some people as evil other people as angels. Look, I think everybody's a little bit in between, okay? Not everybody's all good. Not not everybody's all bad, okay? Yeah. But oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, the way that some people have said things about Kyle was really unfair until he exposed himself subconsciously as at, at, at best microaggressive and at worst racist. It, 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 I'm sorry. I don't know how, I don't know how to not say it. I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but I'm looking at what he's saying. And he wants an alliance of Brittany and Michael Turner, Alyssa and himself. And he's leaving out the three people of color in his working alliance that he has right now in Monty, Joseph and Taylor. Yeah. Class, you tell me what the fuck. Accusing Taylor of being an explosive person, even Joseph and Monty, where the fuck did that come from? How are they explosive other than being black or not white? I, I, I don't know. Sounds racist to me. Anyway, moving on. What was the third thing you said? I forget. Oh, was it Jasmine, Jasmine. and the boink, boink, boink? Whatever. That one's, that one's okay. I mean, big brother's going to big brother's going to big brother. And so, like, when Jasmine's hopping around on one goddamn leg, they're going to give her the boink, 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 like goddamn pogo stick. Fine. Whatever. I think I don't need shots of her dragging her ass up the stairs ass backwards like that was whatever i am laughing at the fact that big brother if you don't know this because some people don't watch the feeds um big brother took away her scooter they literally took it away because they want her to start walking they do not want another christmas on their hands they want her to start walking and uh yes i'm like when they took it away i was very very excited about that because she's she's bitter she's like <laughs> I, and then the, the the funny part is there was something that happened earlier. I think it was earlier today when um there was some food. And remember, she's been a have not, but now she can eat all of a sudden because the have nots were, were, were over for this week. They cooked some food and she ran to that food. And Monty was like, even the thought of food heals you, girl. The, the, the thought of food <laughs> healed you. Yes, it was glorious. So there, I've addressed all three points. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess for me, it's just all things Jasmine. I just can't stand this girl. <laughs> like she just drives me absolutely crazy. But she's okay. She just she, drives she, me crazy. She, I've I have warmed to her a little bit after Muffin Gate. She's been a little more fun. 
I haven't heard as like as much really spilling out of her mouth. Like I yeah. heard her in the diary room on Wednesday. Sorry, it was Sunday. Um, Taylor, where she was talking. Yeah, she was talking about Taylor knew before me. Like, you know, it, it, yeah, whatever. Anyway, yeah, moving on. Sorry, I, 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 I'm hope I'm hoping that something happens with Jasmine. I do hope that Daniel somehow survives this week because then I think we can get Jasmine out of the house. Because Turner says he's willing to go up as a pawn. I don't like that because he's so likable. But if Turner goes up as a pawn with Jasmine, I'm hoping everybody can realize that if they don't get rid of Jasmine now, you're going to be sitting next to her. In yes. the final six, the final five, the final four, you're going to be sitting next to her, and they will evict you over her because yep. she can't compete. Get yep. her out now. That is what yep. they need to do. All right. So the one thing we did talk about a few minutes ago was I was looking for a comment while you were uh, breaking it all down, and I finally found one. It's uh, from Nowhere Man. I want to read this comment. What do you think of not having the HOH comp on the episodes or feeds two weeks in a row. Is it a good idea to have more content on this episode and not see the comp? I well, we didn't can't get stand it. Huh? Yeah, we didn't get more content. That's the problem. We got like Kyle and his showman sucking face. Like that's what we got. We didn't get more strategy talk. Okay. We didn't get to hear yeah. what Brittany thought about this and that. We didn't get to hear what Michael thought about this and that. We got like a blurb from them here or there. Instead, we got a you know seven-minute segment of Kyle talking about how he shouldn't listen to his dick. Like that's literally what we got. Okay. So, no, I'm not in favor of this. But honestly, kids, this is the price we pay for not having a, a, some other twist in the game. Like, we have the Festy Bestie twist because production can't help themselves. But also, they like a competition on Sunday. They like a competition on Sunday, a competition on Wednesday, and a vote on Thursday. That's the way Big Brother likes things. They actually don't like having the um, HOH crowned at the end of Thursday night's episode, even though that's what we all want. So, yeah. That this this is the price we pay. They are intentionally leaving it out so that they can show it on Sunday night. They're gonna block it from the feeds. They won't even let the feeders watch, even though we know who wins HOH. It's so dumb that they let, don't let the feeders watch that. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm just really bummed about that. I see a comment in the in the chat. I wanted to address this because we we kind of addressed it with Jasmine Grayson saying the thing about Jasmine, Indy, and Terrence are goats at this point. Um, if they if they're there, they're going to take up a final two chair, which could, should be somebody else's. I concur. These people are the people you need to get rid of if you hope to make it to the end because just think about it. If they're on the block with you, you're going to go home over them. I know you can't envision that. I'm even scared for Monty and Joseph. If somehow the HOH shakes out this week, let's say Daniel wins HOH, he puts, you know, Brittany and Michael up. Brittany and Michael win, veto, and then he backdoors Joseph, Monty, and Terrence. You're telling me that with a clear shot at Monty, you're not going to get rid of him? Like, you're going to evict Terrence leftovers? I think yeah. Brittany and Taylor would think long and hard about that. I mean, I think they could, but they, they would need to go at it from the perspective of if we don't get rid of Terrence now, he's going to make it all the way to the end because people won't evict him then. That's what you, that's the tack you need to take. Make pe make it a selfish thing with people. If you're sitting on the block with Terrence on a, on at final five, final four, you're going to be evicted. Take him out now. That's what Monty should be saying if he ends up on the block next to Terrence. But I, like I said, I think that is the most nervous I'm going to be this week. If, if somebody weird wins HOH, not in the leftovers and, and uh, the boys end up on the block. I, 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 I would be very, I, I, I think it's hard to believe that they would evict Terrence, but I hope they would. 
Mark my words now, one of either Terrence or Jasmine, I agree, is going to be in the final three. It's it's already set in stone. Heck, they might even make their way into the final two chairs. That being said, this is the time now to make the move if they're if the leftovers are gonna do it. As soon as this bestie festy twist is done, those two are in it for the long haul. At least one of the two is making it as far as we said. And I honestly believe that it's in the best interest of the leftovers to keep them in the game, to take that shot, to to try to figure out a great time to, hey, let's take the shot now before they take the shot on us. That's what they should be thinking. So, Brent, I want to get your opinion. When do you think that the shot will be taken? How far along? I know we're looking a little bit ahead of time. Who do you think is the most likely to take the shot, and when do you think it's going to happen? So what are we talking about? Take, take the shot at I'm who? saying, when do you think the leftovers are going to finally cannibalize themselves? And who do you think oh. is going to be the first one to take uh, I the think shot? I, depending on the HOH, I think it could come as quick as this week, depending on who goes up. I do, because they know. Like, if I'm sure Michael is thinking exactly what I'm thinking. The twist is going to end at the end of this coming week. It's been a, mm-hmm. It's been three weeks. There's now three different pairs that have three people in them. Like like the gameplay would get almost un- unbearable at that point. If you like have all these people globbed up together, uh, I, the, and also jury will probably be starting. Then the first five people will be out. Like I'm sure Michael and I'm sure Michael is probably going to say it to Brittany who will then tell other people that look, the twist is probably going to be over at the end of this week. So I, I, if they wanted to make a move again, I, I think the only way the, the leftovers eat one of their own is if, Monty Joseph Terrence is on the block because Terrence is the weakest threat to try to get out. And Monty is the biggest threat to try to get out. So you're telling me they're going to evict Terrence over Monty. I don't think so. I think they would probably take a shot at, at Monty and blow up the game. Um, I think any other pair is uh, Brittany versus Michael. If that ha- happens somehow, that would be devastating for us. Um, obviously that's a way the leftovers could eat one of their own. Um, but any, any other pair I think is fine. Taylor's not going home against Indiana Alyssa. Uh, Kyle is not going, even though he's nervous as a long long haired cat in a room full of rocking chairs, Kyle is not going to go home against Daniel and Turner is not going to go home against Jasmine. I don't think that is, that is my order. So I think Taylor's the safest. Kyle's the next safest. Then, um, Turner, then Monty, then Brittany and Michael, because obviously there would be nobody to pick but a leftover. So that's my order of, yeah, of teams that are that are in danger. All right, and I want to get to Mary's question: Is there anyone who's been on the block this much? Do you think they they could actually win? So I'm assuming she's referring to Taylor. Do we think yeah. that has there been someone like Taylor who's been on the block this much? Does she actually have a chance to win? And has it happened in Big Brother history? As it happens, I'd have to think about it. I mean, Dan was on the block week one, week two. Taylor wasn't actually on the block week three. She was Vincent just threatened. She, yeah, she, Sorry. yeah, she was just threatened to be on the block. Sorry, go Mary's ahead. Gonna, Spencer made it to the final three, and he was the constant I, I was, on. Right, I know. I was thinking of Spencer. Yeah, I was getting there. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, t- Sorry. Anyway, it's okay. Point. I lose my train of thought. So, point being that I think that there is still a way that she could do it. Has it ever been done? It is, it is, look, it is not off the top of my head, but it can be done. And the way you do that is by blending back in with the populace. The problem for Taylor up until now is that she has not been able to blend back in. And I have to say, part of that is her play has not been 
stupendous. I think she could be doing better. She has been doing better. I know I said on the podcast last week that her play has been substandard. It is a little above standard at this point. I'm I'm happy with the improvement I have seen in Taylor, Taylor's game, okay? I still think it can be better. But the reason she's not able to blend back in with some of these girls, some of this house, honestly, it is good old-fashioned jealousy. Those bitches are jealous as fuck of Taylor. She is gorgeous. She is stunning. And she flaunts it, as she should, because she looks like a goddamn queen. Did you see her, Bobby? When she walked out onto the backyard in a bikini and heels with a little shawl around her that was basically transparent, looking gorgeous as hell. People were like, Indy was literally gnashing her teeth. Alyssa, Nicole, <laughs> so Daniel, so mad. And, and, and then she gets in the chair, the lounge chair. She doesn't even take off her heels. She, she lays back. I can't even do it with my microphone. She, hey, wait, hold on. Let me, da, da, da. Yeah, I got my microphone. So, oh, I forgot. I, I, oh, anyway, she lays back she's like this and her heels are hanging off of the chair. And it's just so great to see because like, she's just like, she's a, she's a fucking movie star. Like, and they're so mad about it. Oh, I swear, but mark my words. It is, it is good old fashioned jealousy. Like if this was once upon a time, my, one of my favorite shows ever, Indy would be turning green literally because she's so jealous of Taylor. Okay. That is the T. So in answer to Mary's question, Yes, I think that Taylor can win because she's going to get a new lease on life after that speech. I don't think people are going to mess with Taylor as much anymore. I think they're going to see her as a real player in the game. Now my 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 microphone was impotent for a second; it wouldn't stand up. But like, uh, yes, the uh, the uh, the Taylor Taylor's going to get a little new bit of a lease on life. I think people are going to start taking her a little more seriously. And when people take you seriously, they'll talk game with you. And yeah. if they talk game with Taylor she can branch out even a little bit more than she's doing right now. So there you go. 100% it's a jealousy thing. I mean, Taylor's got a new lease on life. Just like you said, she literally had to start from the ground and work her way back up in this game. And she's, if you think about it like this, she's been constantly put down since week one. She's been put yes. in a position where everyone in the entire house was against her and she was going home to slowly getting people on her side and moving her way up. So we can't just expect her to be full bore a game player and people are going to, you know, respect her as one of the best game players because they still see her as someone that was on the bottom and has slowly tried to get in with people to work her way up. So it's not her fault. It's not anything she did. It was the position that these nasty girls and guys put her in and put her in this position. And she had to slowly work her way into a game playing position. Now she's finally in a spot where she can actually make some moves and people actually value her, her opinion. God forbid they value this woman's opinion. Or right. she finally is in a spot where people will take her seriously as a game player, not just someone that they're saving or someone that they just need as a number. It's not like that anymore, but we have to understand she had to build her way, her way out of this. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? 
they're also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino's home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This whole that originally was created for her from these, you know, bigots of people. Yeah. So yep. I think that this is a new lease on life for Taylor. The, this is where we're going to get to the jury stage. Taylor most likely will be there. And this is where game Taylor will take over and we'll get to see the real game she went in there trying to play. And I'm excited to see it. Yeah. Very, very excited to see that. Okay. So now are we taking a break or we're just going straight yes, through? I was just going to say, let's go take a break and we'll get back and we'll, uh, we'll have you break down. Okay, the break. Game. We'll say for people out there, the break isn't as long as it was before. It's literally only like two and a half minutes. So we'll be right back. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. We're all trying to eat better, but healthy breakfast doesn't have to be boring. Magic spoon has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. And it's amazing as a midnight snack right before bed. Zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. That's only 140 calories per serving. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. And build your own box. Available flavors to build your very own custom bundle are cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, cookies and cream, and my favorite, maple waffle. Now, Magic Spoon recently brought back their two super popular flavors, cookies and cream and maple waffle. Thank goodness. But they're back permanently. And when these flavors were first introduced for a limited time, they sold out extremely quickly. Now, I'm here to let you know you can get them again or try them for the first time. Why? Because they're delicious and indulgent. Johnny, Magic Spoon has so many great flavors that I really enjoy, and even my kids enjoy them. We have the cocoa, fruity frosted, peanut butter. All these are really great combinations. They enjoy waking up in the morning and getting some Magic Spoon right off to start their day great before they head off to school. I think everybody listening should give Magic Spoon a try, or if you've tried them already, it's time to reorder. Let's get you some more Magic Spoon and uh, get your day started right. Hey, when I finish a podcast late at night, the first thing I'm thinking is not sleep. It's let me grab a delicious bowl of Magic Spoon before I go to bed. So go to magicspoon.com forward slash survivor to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use our promo code survivor at checkout to save $5 off your order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash survivor and use the code survivor to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this podcast. Thanks for sticking with us through the ad break. Don't forget, for more exclusive Reality NSFW content, visit adfreensfw.com.
This episode of Reality NSFW is sponsored by Blue Chew. Say it with us, Blue Chew. Blue Chew is making waves and bringing more confidence to the bedroom by offering chewable tablets that can help men get stronger and longer lasting erections. That's right. We're giving away super hard dicks. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, but in chewable form and at a fraction of the cost. Blue Chew's tablets help men achieve harder, stronger erections to combat all forms of ED. Blue Chew is an online prescription service, so no visits to the doctor offices, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And it ships right to your door in a discreet package. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. And the best part, it's all done online. Blue Chew's licensed medical providers work with you to find the right ingredient and strength for your prescription. Don't like swallowing pills? No problem here. Blue Chew's Sildenafil and Tadalafil tablets are chewable. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and they prepare and ship direct, so it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Hey, if you're looking to give that immunity idol to someone or you don't want to be voted out of a crater, don't worry, Blue Chew's got you covered. So if you could benefit from extra confidence when it's time to perform, visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use promo code SURVIVOR at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's Blue Chew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W dot com, promo code SURVIVOR to receive your first month free. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. And we're back. We want to also thank Blue Chew for being our sponsor and helping us send some of their product into the house to Kyle to get the job done. So thank you. (laughs) So. While we're here, and before we get going on Muffin Gate, um, I do want to say to you guys, please, if you're following us on YouTube, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out here at the podcast and helps us continue to bring up this coverage each and every season with Big Brother Canada and Big Brother US. And also, if you can, hit that notification bell so you can come on and watch us live every single Thursday night when we come on here immediately following the episode to break down what we've seen the entire week. Always, please, guys, give us any feedback on YouTube in the comments. Keep it nice. And we will gladly use that to be better on the podcast. So anything you guys say and do, we appreciate. All right, guys, so let's continue going. Brent, you wanted to bring us some muffin gate uh situation you tell us let me let me just say so this was fantastic to watch and i think that the reason that we all loved it as social media magnets or uh you know whoever we are on social media uh, the reason we all loved it on twitter in the first place was because it was somebody doing something that was hilarious that they didn't intend to make hilarious does that make sense so james i always bring this up from big brother 17 would always like jump out of trash cans to scare people because he thought it would make the episode and make great tv fucking turner like eats slash steals part of the muffins that nicole made 
for Jasmine because she's not a have-not anymore. So just to back up, sorry, some of you don't watch the feeds. Nicole, the chef, remember she's a chef, she's not a cop anymore. She made muffins for Turner and Taylor because they're off of being have-nots. Remember, Jasmine's been having a terrible time as a have-not, has been literally taking pickles, which are considered a condiment apparently, and dipping them in sugar and eating them, much to the disgust of Twitter and social media. So Nicole made muffins. For both of them, I believe. I believe she made muffins for both of them. If, if, if I'm getting part of this wrong, please tell me. But Because this happened during the middle of the night, and I wasn't watching the goddamn feeds, and I wasn't about to go watch the whole goddamn thing again. I saw clips on, on Twitter, and that is what I'm looking at. But anyway, Jasmine had some muffins, okay? There were two of them left in the bag. And all of a sudden, she goes to the bathroom. She goes to the DR. And when she comes back, half of one of the muffins has been eaten. And not only that, the funniest thing is that they literally only ate half the muffin. They left the other half for her. So they they, they took off half of the muffin, they put half of it back in the bag, and they ate the other half, along with the remaining muffin that was in said bag, okay? Jasmine is pissed about this. She comes, she's got the bag like a piece of evidence. Like she's Perry Mason or something. God, that's a dated reference. She's Inspector Gadget. That's what she is. She's she's looking for who ate who ate my muffin? Did you eat my muffin? Who ate my muffin? She's looking for the muffin thief. Nobody will fess up to the muffin. Fast forward to Tyler, Tyler, Taylor, Taylor, and Turner Tyler. talking. Taylor, yeah, who's who's Tyler? Taylor and Turner talking in the bathroom. And they're talking about it. And I, I can't remember. You guys help me on, on, on chat. What it's Taylor said something about Jasmine kind of being a horrible human being. Like it wasn't like she didn't say it like that because Taylor would never say something like that. But she said something about Jasmine, about her not liking Jasmine or doing something that Jasmine had done to irritate her. And Turner's response, deadpan, was that's why I ate the muffin. And he confessed <laughs> that he ate the muffin. To Taylor. And then he told Joseph that he ate the muffin as well. And of course, Joseph is his mind is blown because he's been accused of eating said muffin. And it just starts from there. And again, Turner didn't do this because he thought it'd make great, great TV. He did it because he was fucking hungry and wanted to eat half of the goddamn muffin. The hilarious part is that if he had just eaten the whole muffin, I don't think she necessarily would have noticed. But the fact that he ate half the muffin yeah. is what was hilarious. So She's looking for the muffin thief, and Joseph gets the bright idea the for him to continue man? for him, yeah, for him to continue fucking with her, and for him to be the muffin man, and for him to, when she's not looking again, to go back to the muffin and eat it. Now I can't I can't remember if Joseph told him to just eat part of it again, or if he told him to just eat the muffin. And Turner thought of this on his own. But what Turner did was even more hilarious. He goes back to the muffin and rather eating the other half because the muffins are just laid out. I don't know why she's doing this. I would have taken them to bed. She lays out the muffins on the kitchen table in the Ziploc bag and she's asleep. And Turner is up and he goes over to the muffins and he says, let me see what we're working with here. And he stared at him for like a minute and a half. That was the hilarious part. He just stared at him like, what should I do? Like, should I do this? And then he looks at the camera and the camera slowly turns over and is pointed at the muffin. So like the diary room is trying to tell him, dude, eat the fucking muffin. Like, I don't know. 
<laughs> you know, if you guys ever seen Big, if you guys ever seen Big Business, where like Bette Midler has Lily Tomlin as her sister, and Lily Tomlin's just like piecing on the little the, the little pastry that she has, and Bette Midler is talking to her about like, God damn it, we've gained all this weight, and I look horrible in this picture, and why? Why aren't the shareholders doing what I want? Now eat the goddamn muffin. Like that's what, every time I hear this, this is what it makes me think of. Now eat the goddamn muffin. So he won't eat the goddamn muffin. He only eats half of the half of the muffin. So he leaves part of the muffin still in there. And again, she's left too fun. So then Joseph notices when she wakes up that, that part of the muffin has been eaten again. And he goes to find Jasmine. And this just starts a cacophony of events where Jasmine is trying to find the Muffin Man and Turner's not fessing up to her, but other people know it's Turner and they're not telling her because they're having as much fun as we are. And Turner also went in the diary room at some point. So I'm sure we're going to get a clip of it on Sunday of him like telling oh, the diary 100%. room what he wants to. And it was just really wholesome and really great to see. And honestly, I think of all the things I've seen, this is what turned me around on Turner because he's just so much fun. And he like his delivery of the, that's why I ate the muffin. Like it was so deadpan and so like <laughs> dead serious, but so hilarious at the same time. I, I've never, like, again, if you had told me that he's the most liked man in the house, I would have been telling you that you're full of crap but he is he is by far the most liked man uh of all the men left in the house kyle has gone from the kyle who was home on january 6th to the kyle who was attending january 6th with friends like twitter is not happy with him right now uh monty ever since all the taylor bashing in the first and second week we have been iffy on monty at best to put it politely Yes, uh, Michael again has not—he has not warmed up to social media because he won't let us know who he is. He's keeping all of that inside, um, so people don't know much about him. I'd say Joseph is a close second, but Turner is just so lovable. Like he, the things he does are just so wholesome and so real, and we, we can relate to them. And we've all done it where we've eaten something of somebody else's, and then they notice it's gone, and we're like, "Fuck!" And can we get away with this? Usually not, but he knows he's he's in a house with 11 other snakes, so he can totally get away with it. So watching him get away with it was a lot of fun. There were people that had entire threads on the entire tale of Muffingate. And uh, I'm really hoping that in his goodbye message to Jasmine, when she does get evicted, I'm hoping they don't tell her this entire time. If she Again, I, she may have already found out, but I didn't see that on Twitter. I don't think she knows at this point. I'm hoping that he fesses up to it in the goodbye speech, or if he makes the final two, I think that would be a hilarious moment to win the jury over by telling Jasmine in the final two that I was the muffin man. Like, I, I just think <laughs> it'll be, be so great. It'll be so great, you guys. It'll be so Do great. Do you know the muffin man, Jasmine? It was me. <laughs> right? Yeah, that's no. a lot. A lot of people were, a lot of people were retweeting. Um, so, you know, if you watch Game of Thrones, spoiler for Game of Thrones for the next 20 seconds, if you, if you want to watch Game of Thrones, I'm about to spoil a major event. Okay. Just telling you. All right. So in season four, Game of Thrones, the king gets murdered. Nobody knows who it was for an episode or two. We later find out it was Olena who was part of a different house. And at the end of the series, toward the end of the series, she's about to die because they've captured her. And before she takes the poison that they're forcing her to drink, she says to Jamie Lannister, she says, tell Cersei, I want her to know it was me. That is the delivery of the line. And so, of course, everybody was painting Turner's face on Olena and was <laughs> wanting Turner to say, tell Jasmine 
I want her to know it was me. So again, good fun to be had by all. I, I, I had a lot of fun reading this. And given some of the stuff we went through in the early weeks on Twitter, it was really great to see some fun being had on social media. It was great. It was great. I, I didn't get yeah. to watch it myself, but I did see all the people talking about it on Twitter. So that's actually one of the things I want to go back and rewatch tonight. Uh, once feeds come back, see who won the HOH and then go back and watch the whole muffin saga. So you have to let me right. know where those clips are. Uh, right now, but- to be clear, um, now there, 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 something that brings up in the chat. I can't remember who did. Oh, uh, Stacy did. Um, the fact that uh, so so Joseph wants to tell because he's the one who's kind of getting blamed for it, and he tried to tell Jasmine, which I thought was so hilarious. He's like, "Look, Jazz, if I ate your muffin, I wouldn't just eat half of the goddamn muffin. Like, I would have eaten the whole muffin. Like, look at me, I would have eaten the whole muffin. Like, I and I, and I would cop to it too. Okay, so he's telling her I would eat the whole muffin. But they played a game that I don't understand. I'm hoping somebody in the chat can explain this to me. Where they're both like. They play a game and they say, let's, let's, let's play. So then they both go one, two, three. And like, apparently the first one who repeats a number is the winner or the loser or something. I don't, I don't know. Like there's something y'all tell me, does anyone understand this game they're playing? But it doesn't matter. They're playing a game that, that only the two of them can understand apparently. And Turner won it. So for today, they're not telling Jasmine that Turner was the one who ate the muffins. So I'm hoping that as Bobby talks here, that chat can explain to me what the fuck game they're playing. Cause I watched it like three times and I still don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand it either. It makes right. no sense to me. Um, but yeah, no, like I said, it was, it seemed very fun. Uh, I'm shocked that Turner is the one that is getting such a redemption arc with the community, but honestly, I'm glad I, I'm happy for it. I, I like to be wrong about something in a positive way from everything. Oh, I'm I never wrong. <laughs> No, never. <laughs> never. From what I had seen outside, and actually from what I know from the outside with uh, with a lot of the situation he was in, I just did not regard this guy in a very high quality. And I did talk about this earlier, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, but I did think that he was going to be kind of a worthless, probably you know a hated house yeah. guest in this house, and he has been the complete opposite. Um, I'm a little different than you, Brent. I think Michael's probably my favorite of the guys in the house. I understand why people have their reservations about Michael and the fact that he won't open up, but I feel like that's just Michael. Like, I just feel like he's just kind of a quiet guy, but he's a super fan like us. So he's doing the things in the house to show us on camera that he is a super fan. He actually knows what he's talking about, unlike Daniel, but he's just that's just him as a person that's how he he acts and that's how his mannerisms are so i don't think that it's more so he's trying to be uncomfortable about it i just think that that's his natural ability is to that's how he displays himself to people so okay i kind of can the thing is like the subtle things like him not giving shout outs in the diary room him not wanting to go in first into the house just even the smallest of things adds up to me Getting giving respect to him because he knows what the fan community wants and what the fan yep. community respects. Yes, so he does. Yes, I love that about him. And yeah, and then Turner honestly might be number two. You know, so for the yep. guys in the house. So I agree Very with cool. you. Yeah. Um. All right. So, is there anything else you want to talk about? No, not really. I just uh want to say that uh let's see who wins HOH. I think I you know again I think it's funny that the way this twist worked out. This twist we hated this twist so much. 
And now because of the makeup of the house and the people that we're rooting for, we, the, the twist has totally worked to our advantage. But I am excited for next week when hopefully this twist will end. We can give back to Pure Big Brother. I, I'm, you know, I'm kind of, again, I'm kind of hoping someone useless. And you know, Indy's just as vile as Daniel. I'm sorry. Like, I would rather her go out because I don't think she'd ever vote for Taylor at the end. Um, and I think she would just be unfair as a juror. I'll just say that. So I, I'm hoping she survives and Daniel would be a far more enticing villain. And if he won HOH and he could name any two nominees he wanted, honey, that spicy big brother there. I'll just say that. Anyway, but yes, I, I've had a great time with you, Bobby. Great to have you back this week. And uh, yeah, super, super podcast. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. We're finally getting the show a little bit closer to what we want, but let's hope we can continue this trajectory and get the shitty yes. people out. We've got one to go, people. Yes, well, one, one to, to one to go. But I, again, um, sweet. if any if any goes, I'm okay with it. It's, sorry, is is it Wednesday or Thursday next week? I know we were talking for about me. This, well, for I me, I'm available. More. Yeah, I think I think somehow you're lagging now. I don't know how that's happening. So we'll wrap up really fast. But I but it's Wednesday, okay. or either I'm lagging or one of one of us is lagging. I don't know. But Wednesday is the day that go. I'm going to be available. If you guys want a podcast on Wednesday, I'm happy to. You know, we'll talk about it. Okay. So most likely, guys, we will be back next Wednesday to bring you guys the show uh, immediately following the Wednesday episode. For some reason, there's a lag, but we're going to get out of here. We want to thank each and every one of you guys for being in the chat with us. If you want to find me on Twitter, you can find me at Goodsby Bobby. You can find Brent at One Lucky Gay. Shout out to our boy Alex, who will be with us hopefully next week. And we will see you next Wednesday, most likely maybe Thursday. All right, guys. Until next week. We'll see you later. Bye. And for more reality NSFW content, visit adfreenSFW.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.